Hello, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is uh, the first of the month, Tuesday, February 1st, 2024. And our Congregation of Prayer today will continue to consider um, baptism. All right, we're still in the fourth part of baptism, so we'll do that today. Let's see, mission of the month. It's a new month, so we should have a new mission. Uh, I can't find Don's email. Don's going to have to send me an email. What the mission is for January. I'll put it in the chat there. All right, good. Uh, and thanks for checking in. In the, in the chat, those of you watching live on video, and uh, see you there, can uh, greet one another. Uh, thanks for the compliment on the sermon. Thanks be to God for that. And uh, yeah, the sermon from last evening is posted as a separate video or as an audio on the podcast, so you can check that out. I've been trying to tackle some big ideas here as of late, more or less successful. (laughs) And uh, yeah, the two kinds of word. We talked law and gospel, but we don't always necessarily um, explicate what that means. So I was working that out for you in the context of the uh, gospel text. All right, so let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. Our psalm for the week is Psalm 130. We pray it together. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. And then our verse for the week. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Luke 9, verse 23. Now that is going to actually be really helpful for um, for our text for catechesis today because what you're going to see is uh, there, the, the way that, that sin often works out in our lives is that we get out in front of, we get out in front of Jesus rather than follow after him. All right. Um, let's see. The mission of the month, Don, you're looking, it's fine, is Sheboygan Lutheran High School. <laughs> okay. So I have them here. Sheboygan Lutheran High School. Why it's not in the appropriate spot, but that's okay. I found it. All right. Uh, but instead of getting out in front of Jesus, what he would have us do is come behind him. But in order for us to get behind him and to follow him, uh, we actually have to deny ourselves, rather than our thoughts, our intents, our uh, words even, and instead listen to him and follow him where he goes and to do what he says, right? Um, and that's good. It, it sounds like, well, it is service of a sort or even 
a kind of being a slave of Christ is the way that Paul describes it. Um, but if Jesus is out in front, then that means he takes all the attacks as well, all the front atta- frontal attacks as well. And if you're with fellow saints, then your your flanks and the rear are also protected, right? As we all gather around Christ. So he sh- and he of course is the way. So in order to follow him, you have to deny yourself. Yeah. You know? Instead, go where he goes. Baptism. All right, fourth part of baptism. What does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should, by daily contrition and repentance, be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Where is this written? St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. All right. Our first reading today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Again, another baptism text. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Mm. Washed, made holy, set free in the forgiveness of sins that is yours in Jesus Christ. That would be the way to say that. Another way to say that. Okay. A famous gospel text here for us to consider for catechesis today. This is the gospel for Maundy Thursday, the night our Lord was betrayed. We hear about this kind of uh, sacrificial giving, right? Or sacrificial living that is actually Christ, not us. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a moment. First, to read John 13. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him, therefore he said, You are not all clean. So, when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done for you, or to you? Should say, You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. All right. Again, you hear this every year on Palm, on uh, excuse me, Maundy Thursday, right? On Holy Thursday. And so you've probably heard it preached a few times, but uh, it's worth having some detail, right? So first, the context. What's the feast of the, that's in our context here? Passover, right? Um, and he says that his hour has come, right? So he's identifying himself and, the t- and this moment. Remember, this is that word for time that we talked about last Wednesday evening, right? This is the kairos, the moment. Now is the moment, and it's connected to the Passover for Jesus to love them to the end. <laughs> So the hour that he's talking about, of course, is his death, his resurrection, and ascension, as John confesses. All right. Um, notice what he does for them. 
What is he going to do for his own? He's showing them the full extent of his love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? That comes right after Jesus says, as the as Moses lifted up the serpent on the pole, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. For God so loved the world. The love of God is known in the cross of Christ. All right? Yeah. He loves them to his end, namely to his death. And that's where his love is most manifest. And his glory, too, in John's gospel. All right. Uh, what do we learn about Judas? Yeah, that the... Um, the devil had put it into Judas' heart to betray Jesus. Of course, as we confess in the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, right? Where does temptation come? God tempts no one. We pray in this, uh, but uh, what is it that tempts us? The devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come. Yeah, that's what we confess. All right, so here the devil explicitly is put it into Judas's heart. Um, but notice too, the devil had put the lie or the betrayal into Judas's heart, but what had the father put into Jesus' hands? All things, right? Even Judas's betrayal hmm. is going to be used then for God's good and gracious will then right? to save many, to save the sin, um, actually die for the sins of the world. Um, it says also that Jesus had come from God and was going to God. That's uh, probably fairly obvious what Jesus is getting after there. When did he come from God? Christmas, his incarnation, right? And then when is he going back to God? Of course, in his death, resurrection, and ascension, right? So we have, that's the whole context. It's, uh, I mean, John uses very poetic language here. Uh, it's beautiful language, uh, but I think it's also fairly uh, clear. I think it's clear. We just take a moment to think about it. All right. Uh, what did Jesus lay aside? Does he laid aside his outer garments, right? And uh, we know that his clothing is important. And again, we're thinking here particularly of baptismal uh, themes, right? So uh, garments, clothing, and baptism, we are clothed in Christ. We're clothed in him in our baptism. All right, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Now, that's interesting. Feet are important, of course, in the Bible. Two things. First, um, the uh, the heel of the uh, Messiah will crush the serpent's head, right? We have that. Christ's victory over the devil is by his foot. Um, he put all enemies under his feet as well. And uh, also Isaiah 52, how, no, Isaiah yeah, 52. How beautiful are the feet who preach good news to the poor. It's the beginning of the Suffering Servant Song, right? The famous one we hear at Christmas. Or, excuse me, Holy Week. <laughs> there we go. So actually, on Good Friday, you hear that how beautiful are the feet who preach the good news to the poor. So uh, having that washing of their feet on Thursday makes sense then, doesn't it? Um, Peter, of course, is a lot like John the Baptist at Jesus' baptism, right? Ah, you don't need to wash. I don't need to wash you. You need to wash me, right? And here, that's what Peter says too. Right? He thinks it's an insult to Jesus to have Jesus serve him. That's what's going on. Um, but Jesus says it's necessary to have a part with him, meaning he must wash us and join us to himself in that washing. Again, this is baptism language. And of course, uh, bathing or washing, it cleanses. Now, can you, can you wash yourself? If No, he says, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. We cannot wash ourselves. He has to wash us, right? Now, this is beautiful passive language. The passivity of of uh, the gifts of salvation right they're received as gift not active passive because jesus of course gives us our bath our bath verse 10 he was bathed does that in baptism washes us top to bottom inside and out right um but how does jesus then wash those who have already been bathed like in this case the feet that's the word of absolution forgiveness absolution applying a solution namely your baptism to you again this is what the word of forgiveness does, is saying, you are baptized, you are washed clean in Jesus' blood. Why would we need to hear the word of absolution applied to us again? Well, one, we go back to the filth, according to our sinful flesh. Uh, but two, we don't actually believe <laughs> that, that Jesus is constantly forgiving us. So we need to hear it in our ears for faith. 
All right. So why was the betrayer not clean even though Jesus had washed his feet? Because he did not believe in Jesus, right? So as we've talked about with baptism, without without um, the word of God, it's just plain water, right? No baptism. With the word of God, it is a baptism along with the faith which trusts this word of God in the water, right? So that's important too. All of these uh, water um, stories in uh, John's gospel are connected ultimately to the that moment at the cross where um the centurion pierces Jesus' side with the spear, and out comes blood and water. And then in First John, he testifies the three, along with the Spirit, um, our testimony of baptism. Right. So the blood and water are put together in baptism, namely the blood that washes away sin is washed over us with the water of baptism. I know that seems like a mixed metaphor, but uh, you can see the connection that's being made even here. All right. And then, and then, you know, everybody's looking for an opportunity to serve, but Jesus doesn't need your service, but your neighbor does. So you see, Jesus is the one who comes to serve. Not we serve him, but he serves us, gives his life for us, washes our whole person in baptism, continues to wash us in absolution as he forgives us our sins. Right here, the feet, because these are going to be the preachers of the gospel who need their feet cleansed to go and preach the gospel, or their feet are going to get dirty in the process too. And and having been forgiven, having been washed, they also then are given uh, lives of service, um, but that service is for the neighbor, right? That you ought to wash one another's feet. So, um, you can think of Jesus' parables about when did we see you hungry or thirsty or naked or in prison? When you did it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it unto me. You want to serve God? Then love your neighbor as yourself, right? Um, forgive them as Christ has forgiven you. That's the ultimate form of love for neighbor, is to forgive sins. Mm. Of course, this uh, this office of uh, going about with the feet and absolving sins is the work of the pastors in particular, but actually I would say every Christian has been given that vocation as the Lord's Prayer instructs, right? Fifth petition, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So you get the forgiveness, and then that forgiveness can overflow in abundantly in, the, in your life um, towards the neighbor, right? So uh, sometimes... Uh, Maybe, well, maybe there's a danger here that we think of baptism as, as an entirely personal thing, but it, no, it brings you into a body, it joins you to Christ, and it gives you neighbors to love, right? So by being baptized, now you have fellow brothers and sisters um, for whom Jesus would have you love, and he gives you everything needed for that love as well, passively, right? Freely as a gift. So even our service uh, can be joyful and free because... <laughs> everything needed for it has been already given to us and continually uh, is given to us. It's really an incredible text, isn't it? Yeah, John is so beautiful too. All right, so the time or the hour, the moment, the kairos uh, was his death. He came into the world to bear the sins of the world and to lay down his life in his death. This is how Jesus loved his own to the end or to the fullest extent. He bore the burden of their sin and suffered and died in their place on the cross. He is the only one who could have entered the into the holy place to make atonement for sin. This is what Jesus meant when he spoke of about going to the Father or returning to God, uh, beginning here in John 13 and all the way through John 17. Jesus gives the ministry of love to his church. That is, through the office of the holy ministry, he gives his love to the church. Jesus bathes his church in holy baptism, in which the sinner is made completely clean. And then the baptized have an ongoing need to be washed through the application of the loving word of absolution, which they receive. Beautiful. All right, it's time to sing the hymn, Your Christians One and All Rejoice. Today, with the uh, correct tune, even.
son obeyed his father's will, was born a virgin mother, and God's good pleasure to fulfill, he came to be my brother. His royal power, disguised he wore, a servant's form like mine he Dr. Luther. All right, let us continue with prayer. O Lord, graciously hear the prayers of your people, that we who justly suffer the consequence of our sin may be mercifully delivered by your goodness to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, through your word and spirit, you call us to daily contrition and repentance for our sin that the old Adam in us might be drowned and die with all his sins and evil desires. Work true repentance in our hearts every day. 
Teach us to confess our sins and to flee to Christ for our life and salvation. By your word of forgiveness, raise up the new man of faith in us, that we might live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray this day for the church and her pastors, for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, musicians, and other servants of Christ in his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this day in Thanksgiving with Jolene celebrating her birthday and Brenna as well. We also pray um, for the household of our church, that of Ruth and Karen, Bev, Michael, Sylvia, and Susan, our Lutheran schools, uh, the gift of healing for Wendell. We give thanks to God for that. Pray for our catechumens. We'll be, uh, many of them will be in catechesis today. Wyatt, James, Aaliyah, Cole, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee and Kimberly, Mason and Kayla. We also pray for um, those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Ralph, Allison, Joe, Dennis, Len, Christopher, Brad, Ron, Carol, Mike, Doug, Donna, Sandy, Owen, Vicki, BJ, uh, Jolene still recovering, and District President Willie. Pray for our homebound, Marcy, Dan, Lenore, Joan, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline. We pray for our missions and mercy work of the church. This mission of mission of the month, I should just actually put that here, of the month, is Sheboygan Lutheran High School. We continue to pray um, for the work of our district and its mission work. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So good to have you with us here today, as always, um, for our congregation of prayer. I come to you each morning at about 9 a.m. Thanks for checking in in the chat. Vicki, uh, let's see, mom and dad are there. Michael, Karen, uh, St. Paul Falls checked in. Uh, Gus and Eileen. All right. So it's good to have you with us here. And uh, yeah, if you missed last evening, that's fine. Uh, we had quite a crowd. Uh, Wednesday night is really, well, thanks be to God, taking off <laughs> uh, really impressively. So um, for those of you who came out, thank you. I know that our visitors really appreciate having uh, other voices to help support them in our singing. Um, I don't know how many we had last night. What, 15, 16, something like that. So beautiful. I uh, love it. And uh, some of those lapsed and coming back to catechesis, coming back into the church also. Um, we thank God for that. So Lord be with you all and we'll see you again in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org that's stjohnrandomlake.org slash support and give today.